Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Welcome back to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, Hello again. That is October in the books. And what a fine month of hockey it was, Doug. The Kraken are on a heater. Winners of five in a row despite some setbacks and injuries. And we're seeing some real chemistry, and this is a fun team to watch. What say you? Man, the Kraken are on fire, and there has been some really exciting hockey to watch. As we record this episode, we're third in the Pacific Division. The Kings just just took over the second place in the in the Pacific Division in the standings. Mm. Uh, we're sitting six points behind the Golden Knights. And the Kings and Oilers are within just a couple points of Seattle, so we'll have to stay vigilant. Martin Jones has been an absolute brick wall in the net. True. Grubauer is on injured reserve with Drieger, Donskoy. McCann's day-to-day, although he comes back tonight against the Wild. Yep. And uh, Alexiak is also out with a lower body injury. Joey Decord made an appearance and got us a big win. Huge. Burakovsky leads the point, leads the team in points with 13 points in 14 games. Jordan Eberle's come alive, and like I said, he's putting points on the board now with 10 points in 14 games. But Jared McCann, Maddie Beneers, and Jaden Schwartz are big goal scorers with five goals each. Morgan Geek, he's just one behind with four. I mean, there's big numbers coming from all all over the roster. These guys are on fire. I just found out that uh, Jordan Eberle and Martin Jones both had babies just recently in the last like month. Right. Well, they're and, and, 15 minutes apart, same night. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, now they're both just on, just on fire. It's, it's that awesome. big dad energy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, Geeky, you know, the impressive thing about him is he he's not he's been in and out of the roster, at least early, not in the last, you know, eight games or whatever, but, but to, to be in that hunt and four goals, um, after not playing as, as much as these other guys is, uh, speaks volumes. And yeah, this he's is looking, just, he's looking good. I love watching him. I mean, you know that I've always been a fan of him. I'm just big, big time. Well, you, you know, know he working. has the fastest <laughs> shot, uh, from the, the, showcase last year so the talent showcase yeah he's just you know he's feeling it and you can tell all these guys are um and that's contributing to this hot streak um you know big comeback victory i think against calgary actually um that kind of was a big spark i think you know they had that loss against um chicago which yeah, I think really set this whole thing off because this team, you know, instead of looking last year, they were like, we find ways to lose. And I think they kind of rallied after that game. It was like, we can't lose to the Blackhawks. We're better than this. And so yeah. you, uh, you get Yanni leading the charge. Turbo gets a game winning goal against 
the Penguins, his old team, um, four-goal outburst in the first period against Nashville the other night. I think everyone's kind of bought in and doing their part. Berniers is playing all 200 feet of ice. Defensemen are clogging lanes, blocking shots, coming up into the offensive zone. It's magical to see. Um, but we better dig deeper into it and just get into the maelstrom. The maelstrom, the maelstrom, maelstrom, the maelstrom. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what do we think about Maddie Beniers uh, versus Shane Wright? Yeah, it's two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. I, 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 I kind of said this earlier you know and and this is how i kind of felt that you know right was behind a little bit just because berniers has had some time he played you know 10 games last season and he had a full off season to work on his game and his body and everything like that so you know he got to showcase his skills in the olympics against the best in the world before that before all that too sure. so. so so i just think you know there versus is probably just not the right thing to say. It's just I think it's if people are out there comparing them like that, you know, you got yeah. Like, that's how we set it up, and like you know that people obviously have to be kind of thinking that because they're the, there are two hottest new like rookie young talent. It was kind of slated as like top two centers, and they're going to carry the team, and I think that's true. It's just you know sometimes you got to marinate a little bit, right? You gotta you gotta let it. You got to meditate on it. You got to let it simmer. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think Shane Wright's struggling to find his stride a little bit in the NHL. As he, he's only got one assist in seven games. But uh, Beneers has just been playing. He played all 14 games. He's leading the team with five goals. Like I said before, he has nine points. He's uh, fourth in our roster in points. So as much as I'm excited about Shane Wright making a name for himself in the NHL right now, it's the All-American Olympian Matty Beniers all day. Yeah, he's lights out. I mean, what can you say? My whole thing on this is that it it's more about Morgan Geeky, that lower end of the roster. You know, I think early in the season, Coolman, Geeky, you know, rotating out. High Shane, energy. Shane High Wright's energy, yeah. In, but Morgan Geeky has made it next to impossible for them to pull him. He's playing such good hockey. Um, so, you know, the team is working with Shane Wright and, you know, developing him. But do, I mean, you, take, do you take Vicky out or, or Donato, I guess? I don't know. Like, look at the yeah. roster. So Shane's, you know, going to be able to practice with these guys. And when he does get in, in recent, you know, McCann was out and he played a couple of games and he, Definitely showed some improvement, but I've also heard that there might be an opportunity to loan him to the national team for a little bit. He's got to sit something. He's got to be a healthy scratch, like six, at least six games in a row, and then he can be loaned out um, to the uh, national team. So that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So that's that's something. I mean, and then you know he can play a little bit down there and get some work in, which. I think this this is the second game, so I'd look out if he goes if he gets up to four. I'd be counting on the, them going six games so they can send him over to the national team. And in the meantime, I you know 
you just got to trust the coaching staff that they got a plan and they're trying to execute on the plan. And the other thing to remember is we all know how awful last season was. And one of the biggest things this staff and this team has to do is win games. So at the end of the day, they're going to put the team out that they think is going to give them the best chance to win games. And right now there are players on this team like, Five in a row, baby. Like the Geek Squad that are making it really hard for Shane Wright to find a starting role. So They'll that's bounce guys in and out. That's that's the way it goes. Everybody needs a night off. Right. And you know what I mean? And and they'll they'll that's the way it goes. People cycle in and out. It's good to have depth in your team like that. Right. He's got all them endorsements anyway, BioSteel. <laughs> Really? Now he's now he's rich. Why is he gotta Why is he gotta play? Does he? Really yeah, you haven't, have seen, a... you haven't seen. Yeah, it's like I mean they've got everybody, but Shane Wright was. I was like, why would Shane Wright be the the Kraken that they pick? I'm pretty sure that's who it is on there. I'm hmm. almost positive. Interesting. It's like Bio Steel. It's the hydration stuff for the NHL. I don't sponsor stuff, you know. And then it's like they've got like. 10 or 12 different NHL guys all drinking it on the bench. Yeah. Wow. All right. And it's like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and, you know, uh, there's a couple guys from the Avs or yeah, McKinnon, all oh. them guys. And then it's, and then it's like at the very end, it's Shane Wright and, huh. and one other guy like face to face drinking the stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, hey, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, making it hard on the roster to get Shane right in, we've got everybody contributing. We have 19, last time I checked, 19 unique goal scorers, which was the most in the league, which basically means that we have 19 different players that have scored goals. So everybody's contributing all up and down the roster. I mean, take that stat for what it is, but um, three players, That's I think I was at a game uh, early on in the season where deal. three it's different people scored deal. their first game of the season. It's a big deal to, to be get, getting contributions from yeah. everybody. So speaks to the chemistry they're building and, you know, it makes other teams have to account for every line, every shift, every minute on the ice because anybody – we're proving that anybody on this team can score at any time. Yeah. So yep. it makes Don't us blink. tough to play. Don't blink. Right. Defense has been jumping up into play. We got Vince Dunn with two goals and six assists. Leads the defense in points. Justin Schultz has six points. Alexiak has five. Big but I feel like if he, if he wasn't injured, he would have more than that because he is on fire. Totally. The Quiet killer, I think, is Adam Larson. He's averaging the most minutes of all defensemen on the Kraken, and he's got 32 hits and 26 block shots. Then again, Alexiak has 40 hits, 27 block shots, and is averaging five minutes less than Larson. So what a beast. Right. I hope this whole lower body thing doesn't have to do with any of that, but I'm sure he'll be back soon. Yeah, no, Larson he's a big, tough is guy. an animal. I know he doesn't have, like, some of the stats of these other guys, but 
He's proven. You can see it when you watch him. It's just like if somebody's got a presence on the ice, it's definitely Adam Larson. It's the V-neck. I got to tell you, um, my wife is like 98% sure that he came into her store um, with his girlfriend. Adam Larson comes into her store. You know, she wasn't sure at first. Big, tall guy, kind of slight. You know, has the hair. It's got that red fire reaction going on. Um, and then he starts talking to his girlfriend, and she's pretty sure they're talking Swedish. So, oh, yeah. Good, good chance Adam Larson was there. So she was pretty excited about that. She spent like At her 45 work. minutes trying to like figure out, trying to get me to, to, to prove it. And I was like, I've told you all I can tell you. Like, it was either where were you guys? Where was it? At her work, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Well, that's like when I thought I saw, like when I thought I saw uh, Giordano at the Shower Center. It's like totally Gio, yeah. I'm not gonna go up to him and be like, "You're Gio, right?" <laughs> right. But you know. Yeah, I'm like, guessing that he probably lives around there, so she'll get another chance at it. He'll be back. And then I said, if he is, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy a Larson jersey and just make her keep it at work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Larson. Uh, yeah, Larson's an animal. These guys, yeah, Alexiak just playing a whole different brand of hockey. Of like, like just I said, kind of earlier up, on, yeah. like last year, kind of felt like the gentle giant. That is not the case this year. And I can't remember a stretch where I've seen so much offenses, uh, offensive contribution from the defense. Um, there's just something different. This team isn't on its heels. They're up and pushing, looking uh, to put pucks on the net, and really vibing, knowing where each other are at, playing complementary. And that's a big thing, I think. You know, defender slides up. They count on that forward, you know, rotating out and backing them up. Um, so the whole thing's kind of running like a well-oiled machine right now. And, and Borgen's game has really improved as well. I like his edge. And now, you know, he's developed in the system a bit more. And I think he's really shining as well. So um, he and Susie are a solid pair. Yeah, I noticed that too. I just actually saw just what you're talking about. It was Carson Susie came up into the play. Jordan Eberle fell back, covered defense. You know, and Susie battled around. The puck was down on the net, and he just kind of floated right there in the slot for a good minute before him and Eberly made like a seamless switch back to their positions. Right. Eberly grabbed the puck, battled it out, kept it deep, and like, you know, both uh, Carson Susie and Will Borgen have four points each in 14 games, and that's big contribution coming from the back of the bench on defense for sure. Right. Eight points in fourteen games. That's that's about that's about all you are gonna get. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's excellent from the stuff. bottom bottom of the defense. You know what I mean? All right, right. And and then I think we got to talk about the bottom six lines showing up, especially that fourth line. But you got Yanni Gord with eight points. Shane Wright, like I said, he was only got one, but he hasn't been playing a lot of games. But when he's in there, I mean, he's he's cycling the puck well. He's working he's working really well with the team. Brandon Tanev has nine points. Sprong has seven points. Donato's got three, and Geeky has eight. Yeah, and Tanev's got two game winners too. I mean, 
yeah, I think there and like just and him and Geeky and Yanni Gord, they just have sprung. I mean, you can't even leave them out. They just have so many clutch, clutch goals. You know what's interesting too? I think you know with the way the bottom lines kind of work. And especially early on, you've had this kind of rotation too, where sometimes Sprong will come up in the third line or like Donato, and then sometimes Geeky, and it kind of like moves yeah, around a little they, bit. They, they cycle them around, and you never really know what you're going to get. And so these guys, I think they're the star that stirs the drink right now. Straw that stirs the drink right now. Um, these guys are the straw that stirs the drink right now. They are. I mean, they, they I feel like, have the most chemistry. If you think about that top line, like Winberg, Barakovsky, and Bjorkstrand, you know, they're, like, the top threat. But those guys haven't played together. Gord, Tanev, Sprong, Donato, and Geeky, like, uh, the only one that hasn't been here is Wright. So these guys are all, like, very familiar with each other. And, you know, pairing Wright with Gord and Tanev, I think, is a great move. Um, they're high energy. They got speed and skill to counter any miscues from the youngster. Um, teachers on the ice for the young man. Plus, they're going to push him. So, And then, yeah, Sprong. I, I love Sprong's game. He's got such a heavy shot. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's not as fast as Tanev, but but he's quick when he needs to be. And he's That's kind of why it's like it's dangerous because, yeah. like, Tanev grabs your attention with, the, like, how hard he's always working you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but all he needs to do is feed that puck to the right spot and sprung or geeky can get a hold of it and snipe it in totally both that's devastating and it's so that's kind of what you get like yanni gord and brandon tanev are like the really hard workers you know what i mean they come in hard at you yeah and and geeky and sprung are kind of like you know it's just solid. Know. They're just solid. Yeah, they're just they're just they've got a, a great shot. They've got a great awareness of where to be. Yeah. And they're there. So all they gotta do is feed the puck out to them and it's Yeah, and you and it's just one on one between these those guys and the goalie. Yeah, and I think it's really nice because the top two lines, you know, started the year off pretty slow. You know, Ebbs obviously and those guys are all warming up. Winberg um getting the power play goal off his back, you know. Barakovsky scores the other night, you know. So it's it's all coming together, but uh, they're it's kind like of those guys even, that I lit just... the fire of it all and, you know, geeky consistently in the lineup as of late. So it's everywhere, and, and they're getting it done. Yeah, I'm loving it. These guys are nonstop, go hard, never give up, and they just keep pushing harder. As soon as you look one way, Tanev over there battling, boom, geeky is high slot and scores. Yanni Gord's carrying it through the neutral zone. Bam, Tanev scores. It's so much fun to watch. And they're beating some contenders, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the best part. And so, yeah, I think, you know, you're not going to see Geeky out of the lineup anytime soon. He's just playing too good of hockey. So it's going to have to be somebody else for sure. So bottom six, keep it up. You know, it's some of the most fun hockey to watch, you know. You know what you're expecting from, like, Winberg and Barakovsky and those guys. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Bjorkstrand. That guy is awesome to watch, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, like, and Justin Schultz also. He's he's got some stick-handling skills. Yeah, you know, interestingly tonight, like, 
the trust that they have in him is it's cool to see because uh, Alexiak's out with a lower body injury and Fleury's getting his first call up of the season. So it's funny because I just saw on the Twitters that Schultz, Fleury had like a miscue and Schultz saved his bacon. So there you go. You know, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Hell yeah. These guys are looking good, man. Yep. I'm liking it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. What about the special teams? Special teams, I think this is one of the biggest things, biggest turnarounds, I think, from last season. The PK is on fire. They haven't allowed a single goal in the last five games, 14-0. and And I think this is an overall improvement. But watching it, I think what they really missed was Tanev last year on the PK. You know, I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but this guy is in your kitchen. He's a real force out there. And he's a workhorse. Yeah. He's he, a grinder. He, he just, it's the thing you need on a PK, you know, it, it, enough aggression to like get it done, but not over extend. And he's just, he's really good at it, man. That's one of the things I miss about Donskoy because last year he was solid on the PK. He, he didn't make a lot of noise in other parts on the stat sheet, but he was solid on the PK. And then the power play, Last season, as everyone knows, was abysmal. Abysmal. But abysmal. Abysmal. It's French, it's, okay? It's abysmal. abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's top ten thus far, and I would say you know you got to give it up to the coaching staff and team chemistry playing a role here. I mean, when Winberg is scoring power play goals off his back, you know things are going well. So. It's uh, it's big time, and that stuff really, really can make a difference throughout the season. So that, to me, is is huge. Yeah. I mean, no kidding. Jaden Schwartz has four power play goals. Burkowski and McCann have two each. Beneers, Bjorkstrand, Wenberg, and Sprong each have one. It just goes to show how the whole team is working together. It's paying off. You know, they're all contributing. Right, and it's like, you know, first – First group doesn't get it done. Well, second group, second group, yeah. just as likely to pull it off. So it's really, yeah. really cool. They're deadly. Okay, we got to talk about goaltending. That's uh, that's the other big one. Um, I mean, Martin Jones. I just cannot get over how good he is. Where did this guy come from? Like we said, it's that big dad energy. You know, who knows. But I his had wife a, is super hot. I didn't. I I honestly. She's a don't babe. Know She's anything. a total babe. I, I they showed the little picture of her and her little like hairnet with the new baby and everything. I was like, dang, no wonder, no wonder he's on fire. Yeah, but I'd be playing my best too. I'm. I don't know how long <laughs> he's been married, but I'm guessing his wife has been hot that whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just saying. <laughs> right. But, I did talk about the goaltending coach, and I think, you know, there might be something there, but I got to eat crow because I said that I was very concerned about Martin Jones, and he's honestly... I thought he was going to be terrible. Yeah, he's honestly been a revelation. I mean, since Gru went out with injury, I mean, he and, and you know, Joey gets his first win as a Kraken in that comeback win, um, and the D is definitely playing great out in front. 
you know, not giving up the easy shooting lanes and battling and blocking shots, clearly, Alexiak. Um, but hey, Jones is making the saves he's supposed to make, and he's standing on his head when he needs to, and he, it's brilliant. It's brilliant hockey that he's playing right now, and I, I'm on the Jones stream. I'm on, you know, and my sister-in-law, she came to a game, and he was playing, and now she's like, I'm a Martin Jones fan. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I was I like, you've never, you never even huh? seen Gru play, but all right. Martin Jones it is. Let's ride this till the wheels fall off. And so, you know, let's do it. And uh, recent developments, if you haven't heard, Hellberg and his dope-ass pads are back. And he's backing up Jonesy for now, so... We'll see what happens there. He's he's a backup tonight. I just read that article about Magnus Hellberg coming back to Seattle. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Do you think we're going to see him actually in action in the NHL this year in a Seattle jersey? I think the next, like, two days will tell the tale. I, you know, they had to make some moves with Alexiak going down and everything, and Joey had to go down. But if they – if if in the next two days they send Hellberg down and bring Joey back up, I think yeah, that's that'll the tell question. Because did Joey have to go down? I mean, he won. He he played phenomenally. I think when he played. because Hellberg came because he came over. Hellberg had to be on the roster when when we pulled him. It's like a thing when yeah, you yeah, pull yeah, somebody from the waivers, they have to be in the starting line. Yeah. So Joey yeah. had to go down to secure him. So I would say, like, in the next few days, if it's a flip-flop, then you're like, all right, well, well it gives us a who little, knows? It gives us a little depth in the net, even though, you know, we've got the injuries going on. But, yeah, yeah. Martin Jones is miraculous. He's rock-solid goaltending every game. We won five in a row, and it's it's because of him. He's been very impressive for the Kraken. For sure. And, um, you know, I've heard rumors that um, – Gru is going on long-term IR, so we'll see if that's founded. Long-term. When's the landlord coming back? Well, the landlord tore an ACL, but that was in the middle of summer. You so and you know you got to be figuring eight weeks, ten weeks for that. No, no, six months. I mean, come on, these guys got to do the splits yeah, and true. stuff. It's not like I was thinking optimistic. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't know anything about it. October was six months, I think. I think he did it in May. No, no. He did it in July. July. December. So, second, so second half of the January, February, we might see the landlord again. I, oh, hey, I hope so. I love the landlord. I, I think it could be quicker landlord. than that. But, but honestly, I mean, you cannot be... You can't be sad with the way things are looking. No. Martin Jones. The yeah. Martin Jones train is pulling into the station. Yeah. And you, it's all about better get on board. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But it is. It is, you know, we are thin, you know. So it was good for them to go get Hellberg back since the, he got put on waivers. It's like, yeah. Definitely. Get, he was in, you know, for training camp and everything. So he, he knows the system and he knows the coach. So. Good, good, good move. Okay, let's talk about the competition. I think, you know, it's tough because 
the early part of the season, there were some, you know, some of those early games looked like same old, same old. But then, you know, we go out and we beat the Avs. I think that was amazing. That was amazing. I, I, you know, those guys push the pace. They love to put pucks on net. And so for our defense to kind of like clog things up and, and really like force them to play a different game. And then for our offense to like keep pace. And I, we outshot the abs in that game. I, I was the, the most the abs have been outshot in a game since like 2016. So That's incredible. I think that was like a benchmark game for these guys where they just said, hey, we can do this. We just beat the, the you know Stanley Cup champions. And not only did we beat them, but we, you know, they, they took shut it Shut them out. I think they shut them out. I don't, re- I don't remember I now. think it was four to nothing. I think it was four to nothing. Let's look it up. But it doesn't. I'll try to, I'll try to look real quick. But it doesn't matter it because they took it to those guys no matter what the score was it wasn't a you know even if it was a blowout they took it to them um but then you know they immediately dropped the game to the blackhawks after that it's so weird piss and and that's like you said it did it looked just like just like old times no they lost three to two at the avs game the avs lost yeah so it was a close game it was a close game yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But it's a different one. Different one I was thinking. It's something yeah. else. Then they dropped the game to to Chicago, and then I think you know that's when they were like, no, you can't. There's got to be more consistency. And then you know we beat we we Pittsburgh get, twice. We beat Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh twice. They are on a, a downslide, but we beat Calgary, which I think is actually more important because that they're, comeback they're was in insane. the division. And that comeback was insane. Yeah. And that's another one you can hang your hat on. That's like, they're they're a contending team for sure. Big yeah. time contending team for sure. Yeah, they won the division last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they were going to go all the way last year. Honestly, like I never would have admitted it. At, like, it, you know, like this time last year, I never would have said, no, I think Calgary. But like, honestly, secretly in the back of my head, I was like, I think Calgary might take it. I but did not. They didn't. But, but. I also... <laughs> I also had that feeling, but as a betting man, I was like, pretty safe to bet against Canada to win the Stanley Cup. But when, when Calgary was up against Seattle 4 to nothing, I honestly was like, this game is over. Oh, no. No, no. Never out of it. No. So, no. you know, that and beating the, beating the Flames, you know, um, I think – this team is proving to everybody, but also more importantly to themselves, that they have what it takes um, to take this all the way. So, I think they, I think they're well on their way to playoff contention if they can just keep up the pace. Well, yeah, I mean it's early, obviously one month sure. down. Sure, you season. can't say anything right now. It's way too early. But to tell, these but. these guys are, you know, they're all talking about that. They're like, hey. It's early. We got to just keep every game's an opportunity. You know, I think that's what uh, that's what Larson said earlier hard today. Work, Who, hard work pays off, and made, you can tell that that's the mentality that these guys totally. have. And we'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't say like, hey, that comes from the top. So 
you know, some of this hack style talk maybe needs to soften up a little bit because <laughs> clearly I the actually, team I'm, is like I'm, buying in. I, I got I got Dave Hackstall's back. Nah. I I'll trash talk him a little bit here and there, but honestly, hockey, like, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna chirp at him, no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing on the agenda. Where's where is Donskoy? Eunice. Where is he, man? I don't feel like we talked about Jaden Schwartz enough. May the Schwartz be with you. All but, right, let's backtrack and talk about Schwartz. Give it. No, that's it. That's all I had. May the Schwartz be with you, dude. Yeah, he, he's solid. You know, he's a and beast. you know what's he's, interesting. He's, okay, so you know what's really interesting to me. I think you have this this top line, right? You got Winberg, Bjorkstrand, and Barakovsky, and these are the guys like. But then what you have, those are, you know, besides Winberg, those guys are new. So it's almost like this new, like, it's like when you get a Ferrari and you're like, here's the Ferrari. Like, you put the Ferrari out in front of everybody. But then you have Jaden Schwartz and Everly. McCann. McCann. Oh, he was, he's injured. So that's why it threw me off. Yeah. So that, that right there is the tractor, dude. It's not as sexy, but it gets it done, baby. It's going hard. You know, like those guys, you know. So it's kind of this funny thing for me. I'm like, I love Winberg and I love all I love all those guys and they're See, great. The funny thing is like you expect you expect a big show from Jordan Everly and Yanni Gord. Like those guys are big time producers. McCann too, right? Sure. And but like la- after last year's <laughs> after last year's showing uh, Jaden Schwartz and Alexander Wenberg weren't really like, you know, at the forefront. Well, Jaden was of, of hurt team. for like a while. He was injured for most of the, right? You didn't really get, you didn't the really get The last quarter of the season, pretty much. You didn't really get to see a lot of that action. Yeah. So like, now these two guys are like, they're really showing what they can do. You know, I just saw Mason Appleton playing the other day and I was like, oh yeah! You missed that guy. <laughs> I was at the Nashville <laughs> game. And Lazan was was there, and he like after the first period he was negative three, and I was like, yeah, I didn't really miss that guy too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mason Apple too. Oh, <coughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's this whole team top to bottom is solid, but yeah, you you know, those those smooth Ferrari guys up front are gonna look good and make awesome plays but i like i like the tractor too because that'll get the work done for sure it's kind of all about who's going to be the ones that are going to stick around if you if you know hockey then you know like yeah that shiny ferrari is nice but next season it might not be here either (laughs) yeah well those two guys are on multi-year contracts i think the new guys so maybe a little bit but for sure I mean, a lot of times. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really. It's hard for me to keep track of everybody's contract. For sure. But, <laughs> but, a lot of times it's like Burakovsky was a, an amazing pickup. That guy's an awesome hockey player. I mean, every single game. That you know, just, you got to give uh, Ron Francis some credit for that because we had cap room and we went and got Burakovsky. But, you know, the... There were a lot of other guys on the market available, too. Well, the Bjorkstrand thing is kind of a different deal because they went and got Johnny Goudreau. 
And so Ron was smart enough to know, like, hey, somebody's got to go. Like, you just brought in, like, you're going to be paying Johnny Goudreau way, way too much money to be keeping everybody else. And so... Well, uh, that's the way it is with those high-dollar guys, too. They never... And move it over. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, these guys are solid, and I've said it way too many times this episode, but I'm going to say it again. It's fun to watch Kraken hockey right now. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so, but where where's Donskoy? We miss him. Yeah, seriously. Come on, Ron Francis. Here's, so tell, this is tell Donskoy to get well soon. This is a little bit of my gripe with the whole hockey thing. The way they do injuries, you know, in in football, they're like they got to be a little more specific. And then they got to give you like more information and maybe it's for betting or whatever. It's probably for like, oh, you know, all the bookies need to know so they can adjust the spread or whatever it is. Like they got to march out on Tuesday and be like, well, here's the injury report from the game on Sunday. And the hockey is like, it's a lower body injury. We'll see you never. We'll tell you when something changes. <laughs> no big deal. Like, whatever. And so he's been out with a lower body injury. On IR, and, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of roster shenanigans where they're like, you know, they want to keep Shane Wright or whatever. and Or they don't – they they have to keep Shane Wright. And they don't want to get rid of Kuhlman. They don't want to, like, send Kuhlman down. So they're like, hey, you can just stay on injured reserve, down school. Some no weird stuff deal. how they just shuffle guys around and they're just like yeah, you know, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights are, like, Kobe, famous for doing that roster. stuff to avoid the salary cap. Or whatever, but he's still there somewhere. Just yeah. wait. He'll be so, out there for a breakaway. This year, it's Donskoy's ghost, but I sure would like to see him back. Love me some Donskoy. Yeah. Um, but it is a little funky. It's like, you know, give us it a report. Weird. I was, it's like, and these guys, you know, they surprise you with the roster. It's like. I just saw Hayden Fleury out there on the ice today, and I was like, whoa, I haven't seen him in a while. You guys just throw him right out there, huh? Nice. Yeah, and nice. then, like, McCann, you know, they're, like, game-time decision. We'll see. Yeah, Yeah, day-to-day. Yeah. We don't he, know. There, he skated. He yeah. So, Don Scully's ghost. We'll see him eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. Miss you. Love you. And then he'll see come back soon. just like Jaden Schwartz did with just on fire and Pounding goals in. Oh, yeah. One can only hope. The guy deserves some goals. No doubt. Okay. Well, that's the Maelstrom. We've covered it. it. For the Maelstrom. Now we're we're bringing back an old segment, I think, right? That's right. We have to. We have to. We have to for this one. Yeah. What the puck? Yep. We're bringing back What the Puck for, for Mitchell Miller. All right. Hit me with it. Mitchell Miller was brought back by the Boston Bruins uh, against everybody's better judgment. Um, And they picked him up. This kid was, uh, what was it? He he got in trouble when he was in eighth grade for uh, bullying a disabled minority child. And so... When when all that he, Arizona picked him up is actually what happened. Arizona picked him up. I thought Arizona then, drafted him. Did they draft him? I think they. Yeah, I yeah, think Arizona yeah, yeah. drafted they, him, and people were mad about that. And the then time. it came out. 
it came out on social media that when he was in middle school, this, you know, incident had happened. And I didn't really, you know, I don't know if anybody actually divulged the, the gory details of it. I'm sure they did at that time. But Arizona turned around and said, no, thank you. And, I mean, I think that's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it or how everybody else in Seattle feels about it, but I'm sure that most people would agree with me that, you know, everybody deserves a second chance, but maybe bullying disabled minority children is one where you don't get to play in the NHL after that. Yeah, so here's what I'll say about that. I think everybody deserves a second chance, but from what I read, this stuff was ongoing starting from the first grade. Like, the first incident, like, these guys, like, picking on him and bullying him and calling, calling him the N-word. And the middle school incident that you're talking about was, like, that's when they convinced him to – they convinced him like, put this, like, lollipop or something in in a urinal and, like, rubbed it all up in there. And then, like, bullied this kid into, like, sucking on it. But the abuse was long-term. And when he was confronted with this stuff when he was, you know, getting ready to be drafted or whatever, he apologized to the NHL and to the fans – He's as as far as I know. He's never directly apologized to the person that he abused. So I thought I read that he did. I don't know though. Like it's he, it's one of those things that like it's obviously whatever it is has not satisfied anyone. You know, I don't think you can at that. I think like once once it goes down into the gory details and stuff like that, like nobody's gonna be coming to shake your hand after that you know what i mean like right. it, it it's like i agree like i i hear patrice bergeron going you know like no nah, we didn't really agree with with the management's decision to pick this guy up that's not like the kind of like community and uh you know professionalism and personality that we're trying to like show that the boston bruins are yeah. And stuff like that, right? But then they've got Brad Marsh and licking guys' faces and stuff. So it's like, it's yeah, like, where do you know. draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Well, clearly right. that's like some sort of psyche <laughs> and stuff. It's, it's like, not malicious. And what are the Bruins thinking if they if they know all of this stuff? Like, right? It's kind of the same thing. Like in sports, we talked about it with the Blackhawks. See, right? that's what I was gonna say. You see it time and time again. When we talked about this, and there's guys in the locker room that know that shit is going on, pardon my language, and will still poke fun and laugh, you know what I mean? And like not do the right thing, which is stand up for the person or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, that, that tells it's you, just, you know, a little bit about the Boston Bruins as a club. I mean, you know. They come out and the, some of these players are saying, this is not the kind of culture we're looking to build. And that that's like right away, like a whole different thing. And, you know, obviously they listen because, well, not necessarily true, but Gary Bettman came out like a day later and was like, nah, 
Yeah, when the Boston Bruins announced that they were picking up Mitchell Miller, Gary Bettman made a uh, he like called a, a press press conference and and said that look, we don't we haven't said that Mitchell Miller is eligible to play at this point. He is not in the NHL. I don't even know if he would be eligible to play in the AHL. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then and then Boston just changed their tune. But what the fuck? Exactly. The thing that, you know, frustrates me is it's like the same thing with Chicago. Like these, you know, these people need to win games at these people. These teams need to win games. Like that's what it's about. It's the the dehumanization of it. Versus the humanity. Exactly. And, and when you see it, you're like, dude, it's screaming at me. I can see it. It's, this is not good. And so you got to call it out, man. You just have to call it out and for what it is. And, you know, I'm impressed with, you know, some of the players on the Boston Bruins team, which, you know, it's another Northeast team that I love to hate because that's how those guys play. They're, you know, on the edge of being One of my dirty. best friends loves them, so it's, you know, it's tough for me. But, they yeah. play hard and they play right on that hairy edge. And uh, But I respect, you know – People coming out and saying this is not the kind of culture we want to build because that's where it starts. And that's the difference to me right now between the Boston Bruins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Definitely. Chicago Blackhawks are deniers and continue to be deniers to this day. Every time there's any word about it, they're like, no, we, I didn't see anything. It's not exactly. my fault. It never happened. Like, nobody wants to take responsibility. Well, take it because it, it happened. Oh, God. It's very yeah. frustrating, but that's You're why right. it, and then, yeah. it feels good in this situation to have it swing the right way. You know, but then I was now. also thinking about the the Oilers picking up Kane after all. Of <laughs> Our favorite family. hockey player, Evander Kane. <laughs> yeah, you know, see, yeah, but. I mean, I think that, that guy that did also cross my mind that whole scenario and where it was like, you know, he's got all these like domestic violence things with his wife, ex-wife, whatever is going on there and his gambling debts and this and that and they still picked him up and then he was amazing in the playoffs. So right. like but no, I think gambling debts are one thing, but bullying disabled kids is a whole nother thing, my friend. Yeah, and to have okay, but also before we like get to the end of this, this is ongoing for years. I didn't even failure at every level. Like, where are the the adults at the school? That's not Mitchell. Where are the parents? Actually, somebody should have been there. The parents, the schools. Yeah, totally. The coaches. Somebody had to have witnessed this stuff. Anywhere along the line, and and to be like to say that he's that talented, he can get away with anything. It's insane to me. Somebody, no. people along the way no. drop the ball. Like he doesn't get a pass, but there are other people who who allowed this stuff to continue. Look, look. There's only like a percentage of me that thinks it's okay that professional athletes should be making millions of dollars in the first place, seeing as how you and I have to work our butts off like from, you know, crack of dawn till, you know, almost 
dusk, whatever time. Well, you know, all this day, time of year, definitely dusk. For nothing. It's just to be poor. And these guys get to go out and play a game and, you know, make millions of dollars. Only part of me is okay with that because I like watching hockey so much. But you take somebody that's a huge piece of human garbage and then put them in a position where they're making millions of dollars playing a game. It's hard to swallow. I just cannot get behind that. And I don't think many people will be able to. Well, that's As sports fans. So that's the interesting thing, and and that's the thing that everyone listening should remember. The reason that these players in any of these sports make millions of dollars is because the eyes. It's because of us. You give so, them your money watching it. You give them your money watching it, and when you put eyes on the TV, the the ad revenue and all that stuff, it's all oh, based on us. You're wearing the jerseys, you're buying so, the hats. I'll tell you, you something. A couple of years ago, some stuff happened during the COVID year of football that I thought was very unfair. Um, the way they did some things with te- different teams, and I, I just said I'm done. I'm not watching the Super Bowl. First time in my adult life, you know, that I was like, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I'm not watching the rest of the season. I'm done with football because it doesn't make any sense to me. So if you don't like something, remember that it's your dollars and your eyes that make all this stuff possible. So quit watching the game, quit buying the jerseys and tell them to yeah, take Think about hike. where you spend your money in general. And that yeah. just, that goes way more Above and beyond sports. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Be conscious of where you spend your money. Yeah. Don't give it to people who are human trafficking and doing any other of these horrible things that are happening that make me want to say, what the puck, Mitchell Miller. Right. In this case, it's all worked out for now, but... I'm, I'm sure he could play for the KHL. The thing is, is that... Like the 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 thing I really like about this is the press and like everyone stayed vigilant when he was drafted by the Coyotes. I remember everyone came out and they're like, "This is nonsense!" You know, there was the big hullabaloo yeah, about it. And as soon as he you know gets gets close to getting another foot in the door, it comes back out. You know, and so um, yeah, freedom of the press and and keeping it relevant and and so you know it. It's the internet a system working a little bit in this Yeah, case. chalk one up for the good guys. Yeah, for sure. What the puck, Mitchell Miller? Take a hike. Cool yeah. off. Go yeah. get a jab somewhere Go play else. in Russia. Go yeah. play in China. Yeah, or where? what's our favorite? Japan. That's our favorite new spot. Where Kazakhstan. There's a league that I never knew about. <laughs> yeah, Turkey. Go play in Turkey. All right. Because you are a turkey. <laughs> All right. We Do we got one last one? We, one last one. Let's talk about him. All right. Shane Wright being a healthy scratch. What the puck's up with that? It's hard to swallow. Yeah. Hard to swallow because everybody wants to see him play. Right. But it's easy to understand with 1.7 games. You cannot have that kind of uh, production. We're a production team. That's what they always used to. I worked construction for a long time. <laughs> you work for like one of the bigger companies that we're a production company, Mr. Mitchell. We're not a craftsmanship company. We're a production company. Yeah. It's not about you and how good you look. 
it's about the numbers that you can produce. Yeah. I think, you know, unfortunately for me, it's like oversold, underdelivered, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Everybody wants to see them so bad. Yeah. And it's, you're just going to have to wait. Yeah. I think, you know, his trajectory is fine. He's going to be... You're going to see more of him this year. You're going to yeah. see him put up some big points. He's going to be solid. He's going to be just fine. Definitely. But, but Definitely. We've already kind of covered it. And it's just people are, you know, losing their minds about it. I'm like, you got to step back and let it play out a little bit. We're that's, that's 15 why games I into like, the season. Stay away from the internet as much as I possibly can. <laughs> people, people do get worked up over things that it's like, man... Are you seriously getting worked up over this? Yeah. Everybody because, needs to breathe. Yeah, because you're going to see plenty plenty of Shane Wright. He's 19. Right. I mean, you know, it, like years I said, of years they, of Shane Wright. Yeah, they over, they just Eight years from now, you're going to be like, this guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. Two years from now, it'll be a distant memory. And you're yeah. like, ah. No kidding. 40 goals. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So uh, Shane Wright's going to be just fine, and the Kraken are going to be just fine. That's the thing. Like, I think we're do, going to the playoffs this let year. Let them do. Think, yeah, we already said that. We look. I'm going to say it again. We look like geniuses right now, Doug. We'll see how it every holds time, up. Every time. Every <laughs> time. Every time. Predictions. It's it's my strong point for sure. Hey, if we're going to get one right. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one to the get one. right. Please, Please God, let this be the one. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God. Please, God, let this be In the Lord's name. <laughs> so, oh, I know man. I've let you down before, but please, please, just this once. Forgive and forget, right, Lord? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, what the puck's going on with him? Well, he's developing, he's a youngster. He's going to get it together. Young guy, give him a chance. Give him a break. All right. Well, that's uh, – unless you got something else, Doug, that's a shiny new bit of no, episode. As, get to put as the always, Kraken Captains, we just want to say thank you for joining us again for this podcast. Hit us up on social media. You know, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. You know, give us – Give us an idea. Tell us a story. Tell us a story about, uh, you know, what got you into hockey. Tell us why you like hockey. Exactly. Tell us anything. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we also, I wanted to say one thing too. If anybody wants to like uh, record a little bumper or promo or some kind of thing like that, where you, where you say, you know, hey, I'm George and I live in Seattle and I like the Kraken and I also like Bushmills. And send that MP3 form to my man JB on Twitter. We'll play it in the middle of an episode, whatever. Send us some stuff. Yeah, Hit that's us up true. on social media. We'll put it on Thanks there. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And we'll see you for the next episode real soon. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows. And the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.